This is Vile Hearts, and you're now listening to Smooth Lies. I mean, it, it was tough going through the trials and tribulations of, you know, people not believing in me and people yeah. thinking like, hey, you should just go and do basketball or you should go to the military, you should go to college. And, you know, that, that was tough, but something inside of me was like screaming at me, telling me like, no, this is not, this is not what you want to do. Mm. Like, mm. I know this is, isn't what you want to do. And I didn't know what that voice was, but God. he spoke to me. <laughs> he said, God. Yeah. yeah. People say G-O-D. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, it, it spoke to me. Um, and it was, a, it was the voice that was louder than everybody else around me. It was the voice louder than the kids. It was the voice louder than the family members or the teachers, you know, that was telling me, you know, pretty much telling me, what is drawing going to get you? Yeah. You know, that where is that going to get you? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But I don't know. It was just that that voice spoke way louder than everybody else's. And it was nothing that I could do about it. I was like, okay, I'm just going to follow that voice because my pops told me to be my own man. So that's what I'm going to do. So I ain't even listen to my pops. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> he raised me to be my own man. But when it's time to listen, well, that's not what you told me, pops. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> he told me to go and do this. Go and do whatever I want. And drawing and art was where I wanted to go. Yeah, that's dope that you figured that out at an early age too, especially when you're saying 14 to 18. That's a, a hard time to go against the grain. Absolutely. Like it's hard to be an individual at that age, especially when you think about, like you said, you didn't have that many friends that some people may think you should have had because you were so focused and listening to that voice. Uh, after that 18 years old though, was there any time going through your college phase where you had a struggle listening oh. to that voice? Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, I've never been a big school person, you know, like I was C average, you know, stuff like that. Um, you still passed, though. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, hey, yeah. Hey. Still yeah I still got that diploma. For sure. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. And um, <laughs> I went to a, a college preparatory high school, so... From, I would say, because I went to the 8th grade, uh, the uh, K through 9 one as well, 8th uh, grade to uh, senior year, everything was college. Mm -hmm. Everything. So, like, piling on that pressure of the uh, them grooming us to become college students and become businessmen and things like that, um, and then leaving, leaving that environment after I graduate and being like, damn, you know, this is what I've been taught for four to five years of my life, but this is not what I want to do. Mm -hmm. But I'm going to also go with it because I'm like, mm. What is going on, everybody? It's your man, Jay. And it's your boy, Meech. And you're now listening to Smooth Lies. Welcome to another chapter. As you all heard, I did just say chapter. We're no longer doing episodes because every time we have a guest, we have a new chapter. We have a special guest with us today by the name of Xavier He's the owner, the creator of Vow Hearts. Man. What's good, Zave? How you doing, man? Man, I'm feeling great, man. I'm feeling great. It's uh beginning of the month, new beginning, you know. Feeling good. Got Ooh, a lot of stuff going on. That's beginning good. of the month, food stamp season. Y'all know they ready. <laughs> Get them food stamps, people. First in line at the store. For sure. So, this is, first, this is your first time on the show. We always started off with breaking things in nice, breaking them in smooth. We want to know about your mental health, man. How's your head? Mm. 
how's my mental health? Uh, I I could say it could be better. It could be better, hundred percent. I'm not gonna you know lie and say oh, yeah. I'm doing great, everything's chipper. But uh, I got a lot going on. Got a lot of new things coming into my life. You know, the universe is just throwing challenges at mm-hmm. me. So I'm just uh, learning and also using what I've went through before to get through what I'm going now. Yeah. That's an honest answer, too, as well, because most people be like, I'm fine, but they really don't be be good. Right, like, right. And you doing your business, and then we was talking about earlier that you got a new dog, too, as well. So that adds a little bit more onto your yeah. mental health a little bit, too. Yeah, it's a lot. Yeah, yeah. It's a lot. Man, so I know you all seen a visual. We all here with shades, man. We all here with shades, you know. First time for me. <laughs> <laughs> Every weekend is a new costume, you feel me? So, for the people that don't know, Xavier is an entrepreneur. Like I said earlier, he does own Vile Hearts. So, make sure you guys take the time to follow him on social media. He said that he had an Instagram, a Twitter, as well as a TikTok. You will see this, like, up in the visual Somewhere. if you guys are watching us on YouTube. Let's talk about entrepreneurship, man. What age were you when you started entrepreneurship uh i would say uh 18 like fresh out of high school mm-hmm. fresh okay. out of high school um i did a uh, community college for a little while you know tried to figure out what i was going to do in my life i always like kind of knew i wanted to be a fashion designer but um because i didn't have anybody who had done what i'd done before like i didn't know anybody like that um I kind of just had to figure it out on my own. And by the time I was 18, I started uh, like making custom pieces for people. Like I always knew I had a love for clothes. So people already knew that I knew, you know, how to sew and draw and cut and dye clothes. So um, that was my start uh, at 18. And well, I'm uh, 24 now and still, still going. So a good six years and you self-taught. Is what you're saying. Oh, yeah, 100%. Was that um, under your own doing? Because like you said, nobody was really doing what you were doing. Did you have somebody that you were looking up to as a mentor, even though they weren't mentoring you? Um, Man, it's it's so many people because I draw so much inspiration from the people around me. Uh, I come from a family of artists. Okay. So um, I was the first one to do clothes, but I'm not the first painter. I'm not the first you know, illustrator. I'm not the first, you know, I'm not the first artist in my family. So I drew a lot of inspiration from my my big sister who went to CSA. Um, she graduated from there. She can do pretty much anything. My mom is an artist. My father is an artist. My grandmother is an artist. So I drew more inspiration from them outside of, um, you know, just the artists that I saw on TV or in the magazines or movies. Like, my direct influence was my family, for yeah. sure. Yeah, that makes sense. And it sounds like y'all are really close. So how was that growing up? Um, were you an artist when you was younger, too, as well? Or were you like, because um, a lot of people are overshined mm-hmm. by their family. So you being the one of the few that comes in the game later on, how was that transitioning process? Um, I, I, I'll say me being the youngest, you know, like, uh, I'm the youngest of, of four kids. So by the time I was already into drawing and stuff like that, I don't, I don't know if my parents had already noticed or not, but since forever 
drawing and being able to create art has been like breathing air for me. You know what I'm saying? It just always came natural. People always like, oh, you good at this. You good at this. And it didn't really dawn on me um, until I say I was about 14 that this is what, okay, I'm, I was born to do this. Okay. Yeah. You know, this comes so natural to me. What else is there for me to do besides what I was, you know, what flows through my body naturally? You know yeah. what I'm saying? I don't, I don't try to uh, go against the grain. I go with it. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, 14 was definitely uh, the time where I, where I felt like, okay, this is, this is it for me, for sure. That's dope. That's dope. Now, the interesting thing, you spoke on the age of 14 and 18. Especially growing up, you're from Cleveland, right? Yes, sir. Cleveland, Ohio. I know, like, the average black boy wants to be an athlete, a pro ball, pe- a, a pro ball player, rather it's football or NBA. Could you talk to us about how you were able to separate your mental from, what's the word I want to use, from basically the stigma of what they think like every black boy in the hood wants to do versus like, okay, I want to be an entrepreneur. I want to be a fashion designer. Could you talk to us about like your upbringing? Because I know you said you come from the the artist aspect, right? Mm -hmm. But growing up, going to school, recess time, seeing people playing football or gym class, we have basketball. Let's talk about how you were able to separate yourself from those kids. Um, I would say I didn't, I didn't really have a choice. Mm-hmm. I mean, like I said, that was really all I knew how to do was, was draw. So um, even though I was tall, mo- taller than most of the kids in my class, you know, everybody asked me, oh, you're going to play basketball, you're going to play football, what you going to do? And I told them I like to draw, and I could see, you know, the look on their face. Was it like um, a, like like you're corny or something like that? Not corny, um, but okay, you kind know, of like outcast. Yeah, like like in our community, nobody ever expects you to make it big or become a millionaire off of making clothes. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? It's it's football, it's going to college, and it's rapping, and it's basketball. You know what I'm saying? So me, um, as a kid, you know, it was. It was definitely a slightly alienating feeling, you know, just when it was gym time, I didn't want to go and play basketball. Like I wanted to go and draw. With a sketch pattern. Yeah, I wanted mm-hmm. to be in, in art class. You know, that was my always my favorite subject. You know, I wanted to be in art class. I wanted to draw. I would draw during class, you know, get in trouble for drawing during class. Or, you know, kids would look at me and be like, oh, you know, you're not, you're not that popular because you like to draw anime or you like to draw figurines but you know um I, I got a little bit of that from my family as well which was a little hard but uh something inside of me I, I think it may have been the way my father raised me was just be your own man mm-hmm. you know even though he kind of was like eh, you know I kind of want you to you know be uh, go to school or do some sports like you still should be your own man and I took that part and I ran with it that's key right there. I never, I mean, it, it, it was tough going through the trials and tribulations of, you know, people not believing in me and people yeah. thinking like, hey, you should just go and do basketball or you should go to the military, you should go to college. And, you know, that that was tough, but something inside of me was like screaming at me, telling me like, no, this is not, 
this is not what you want to do. Mm. Like, mm. I know this is, isn't what you want to do. And I didn't know what that voice was, but God. he spoke to me. <laughs> he said, God. Yeah. yeah. People say G-O-D. <laughs> yeah, you know, it, it spoke to me. Um, and it was a, it was the voice that was louder than everybody else around me. It was the voice louder than the kids. It was the voice louder than the family members or the teachers, you know, that was telling me, you know, pretty much telling me, what is drawing going to get you? Yeah. You know, where is that going to get you? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But I don't know. It was just that that voice spoke way louder than everybody else's. And it was nothing that I could do about it. I was like, okay, I'm just going to follow that voice because my pops told me to be my own man. So that's what I'm going to do. So I ain't even listen to my pops. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> he raised me to be my own man. But when it's time to listen, well, that's not what you told me, pops. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> he told me to go and do this. Go and do whatever I want. And drawing and art was where I wanted to go. Yeah, that's dope that you figured that out at an early age too, especially when you're saying 14 to 18, that's a, a hard time to go against the grain. Absolutely. Like it's hard to be an individual at that age, especially when you think about, like you said, you didn't have that many friends that some people may think you should have had because you were so focused and listening to that voice. Uh, after that 18 years old though, was there any time going through your college phase where you had a struggle listening oh. to that voice? Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, I've never been a big school person, you know, like I was C average, you know, stuff like that. Um, you still passed, though. Yeah. Oh, hey, yeah. Hey, yeah. Hey. yeah, I still got that diploma. For sure. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And um, I went to a, a college preparatory high school, so – from, I would say, because I went to the 8th grade, uh, the uh, K-9 through nine one as well, 8th uh, grade to uh, senior year, everything was college. Mm -hmm. Everything. So, like, piling on that pressure of the uh, them grooming us to become college students and become businessmen and things like that, um, and then leaving, leaving that environment after I graduate and being like, damn, you know, this is what I've been taught for four to five years of my life, but this is not what I want to do. Mm -hmm. But I'm going to also go with it because I'm like, mm, you know, maybe they are right. Or maybe my parents, you know, mm -hmm. they're right. Yeah. Or maybe, you know, uh, I had that, that fight in my head, that doubt, you know, saying, hey, maybe I should just go with the grain. But again, that voice. Yeah, like yeah. the comfort of safety. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, was, it was safe because, you know, being an entrepreneur is one of the most unsafe things you can do. You know what I'm saying? It's, it takes a million times to fail before you win sometimes. Yeah. You know, it takes a lot of failure, and not a lot of people are prepared for that. But, um, you know, with my dad just telling me to be on man and follow your heart and follow your dreams, and that voice in the back of my head, uh, while I was in those college classes, I'm just sitting there thinking the whole time, like, this isn't what, this isn't where I should be. Yeah. Like, yeah, I'm learning things, but not what I should be doing. Like right now, while I'm in this four hour class, I could be going on YouTube, learning how to, you know, yeah. sew something or learn how to cut this, or I could be building my website right now. And that's just what ran through my head every time I went inside that class. And it got to the point to where I didn't even finish my, my uh, first semester. Um, I had a math class and I was just sitting there like, wow, I don't think I should ever do this again. And after, after that class, I went home, told my parents, I'm like, yeah, I'm not, I'm not going back. 
Yeah. And you know, it was you know how that you know how that conversation goes. Took some courage. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know, yeah, you know, and, and you know, my parents old school. So like hearing that was like What? What? Yeah. Excuse me? You gonna make what? You gonna yeah. you know, you gonna make clothes? Cause you their know. push was probably like you have to go to college. Yeah, it was you either college successful. or the military. military. Yeah, that's how my dad was. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah I, I understand that. <laughs> cause it's funny, cause it's like the average like black home, like I, I can see, I can picture you going home telling mom and dad, like, yo, this ain't it for me. I'm about to go become an artist or a designer. Then mom wanna talk shit, be like, <laughs> I can make you some clothes. You know what I mean? Like, like damn, no, not not your clothes, not your button ups, you know. Yeah. But um, question for you. Where do you get your happiness at? That's mm. a good one. Mm. Man, that's a that's a question right there. Uh, and it don't it doesn't have to be like one. It could be multiple things. But mm-hmm. where do you find happiness at? Where do I find happiness happiness at? Um, my dogs, of course. My mm-hmm. girl, uh, they bring me a lot of joy. Like it's my it's my little family. My my girl is my biggest supporter. Actually, she's one A to Valhart. So yeah, I'm the founder, and I you know I make a lot of clothes, but I wouldn't be nothing. I wouldn't be here where I'm at right now without her. You know, she built oh, my website. She did everything. Let's give her a moment. Man, <laughs> you yeah, give her a moment. Uh, you know what I mean? Oop, there That's we go. rare <laughs> to find. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She is truly one of a kind. So I, I find a lot of happiness um, being with her and, you know, my dogs. And uh, I would say um, being able to to inspire other people you know, to to become artists because I know what it's like. I was that 14-year-old kid. So if I can inspire another 14-year-old kid, you know, by, you know, just them seeing my stuff and be like, you know what? He from he from where I'm from, I can do that. You know what I'm saying? That's true that's truly happiness. That's what it that's that's everything to me as an artist is to inspire. Because I mean, yeah, you can create a bunch of stuff, but you know, what yeah. you gonna leave afterwards. But yeah, you know, that's that's where I truly, truly draw happiness in. Seeing people wear my clothes, like that, that's a lot. You know, I'm from I'm from Cleveland. Like, you know, like so to have people around the world wear my clothes, that's just a feeling of happiness I can't really put in too many words mm. because it's it's surreal. Yeah. Like yeah, it, yeah. It feels yeah. like it's not really happening, yeah. but it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like seeing somebody from Singapore or some a place I can't even point on the map. You know what I'm saying? Wearing my stuff and, you know, giving me props and giving me love. And, you know what I'm saying? Also, you know, just being able to have an idea and being able to bring it to life. Like this was a, this outfit that I had on was on a, on a digital screen. Like I drew this on the iPad. Yeah. So to be able to bring it into something that somebody can actually wear and go out on an event and feel good, that that's, that's true. That truly makes me happy. That's, that's true man. happiness. That's me. crazy. That's what was the experience like explaining uh one of those your first moment of that type of happiness that you had where you saw mm. online and it could have been anybody, but like you said, you saw it online or something like that, and you're like, dang, this man or this female is really wearing my outfit. Walk through that the first time that that happened to you. Um, let me see. Um uh, I would say my first jacket, uh, Cause I used to, I used to just do custom jackets at first, 
The first jacket I ever made was for my best friend, who's still my best friend. Shout out to Michaela. Um, I made a jacket for her, and when she saw it, she was just like, wow, this is so great. This is so amazing. It's gorgeous. I love it. You know, and seeing somebody that I love so much also show love to my art, it was just a feeling like, okay, like this, I can do this. Like yeah. I can make another one. You know what I'm saying? If you could do it once, you could do it twice. So I, I made another one. And then, you know, I got love from that. Uh, it did start out with my close friends. So, you know, I started making it for my close friends and they showing love and they wearing them to parties, posting it on their Instagram, other people asking me about it. So once I start seeing that build up, I'm like, okay, like, okay, yeah. You got something. Yeah. And, yeah. At, that, and at that point, like, it was a feeling of happiness that I just wanted to chase. It was kind of like a little addicting. So I'm like, I'm working 24-7 to get that that jacket or those pair of pants made. And to see that person wear it, it was like a, like a, what they call it, um, your endorphins. Yeah it, it, yeah, it it activated my endorphins, and I was like, oh yeah, I got to keep doing this. And you know, that's where I'm at now. <laughs> yeah, that's amazing, man. That's amazing. And then for all those out there, what I keep hearing, especially with all our guests that we bring on, even us sitting here, you have to believe in yourself. Absolutely. And 100%. I think that I can't emphasize emphasize that enough. Because like you saying, there's a ton of obstacles that we all know as entrepreneurs that you have to go against. Oh, yeah. And deep down, you have to have that drive where even if people are telling you no or you don't see it, you have to have that faith and envision it. You can't do it without envisioning it first. Oh, yeah. That's true. It takes, it takes being slightly delusional to, <laughs> to believe that you can come from uh, Kinsman and end up in Calabasas in a million-dollar home. You know, yeah. that's where we come from. That's crazy. Crazy. Yeah. That's delusion. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know what I'm saying? So you have to you have to kinda be a little crazy to do this. Like I like I always say, I've never I've never heard or seen anybody from our community um a, achieve greatness or change the world without being a little off, like a little crazy, mm -hmm. you know. And I don't even like using the word crazy, but a little um different. Yeah, eccentric, you yeah. know, a little eccentric, a little different, um, a little, you know, just head in the clouds. Like, keep your head in the clouds, man. Keep your head in the clouds. Yeah. Because that's where you're going to find your dreams at. So, yeah, you got to be delusional. Yeah. You got to be delusional. You have to be. That's, that's, a, yeah. that's a fact because, you know, what you're talking about, Meech, a lot of people give up so quickly or a lot of people will spread themselves so thin with all these ideas. But when you are an entrepreneur, when you're saying, hey, I don't want to do the nine to five for the rest of my life because I don't like telling people, like, quit your job, you know, because mm. mm. whatever pays the bills, you know, stick to that you until gotta, you're yeah. able to weave out, you know. So when you are an entrepreneur, you have to stay the course of that one thing. Now, yeah, at, when you're putting that work in for that one thing. You can take the time to once you see that it's starting to grow, starting to sprout, it's like a tree. Now we can sit here and have the branches. Mm -hmm. We can have the branches off of the main business. And then those branches complement the main business. But too far often, I noticed that a lot of people, like with you, you had a vision that essentially started. It was kind of bubbling in the age of 14. Now you're 24. We're talking 10 years. You know what I'm saying? 10 years. 
for me, um, you know, within within my business, September is 10 years. But like you said, you have to stay focused. You have to stay grounded to that one thing. And sometimes you have to also understand that it may just really be you. It may not be somebody else. Like it's a lovely thing for you to have a partner that helps you with your business where you're not even saying that she helps me. You're saying she's a 1A. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah. she's literally right here. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. I, I, I correct people all the time. She's not my sidekick. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she's not. She's just important to this as I am. Yeah. You know, yeah. this don't run without her. Absolutely. You know? and, that, and, and, and that takes a lot for a person to also talk about the other person. A lot of times people will try to make it seem like, oh, this was just me. But they don't talk about the people that helped them throughout the journey and the people that are still helping. So that's dope, man. That's dope. So let's talk more about Vile Hearts. Um, you know, we talk, we try to spotlight a lot of people that come here on the show um, about their businesses, especially the ones from Columbus, Ohio, because we're trying to create a platform where people that are doing things within the community as well as all the way around the world, such as yourself, they can spend 45 minutes to an hour with us, you know, talking about the business, talking about their life, their mental health, and, you know, just good conversation in, in general. Could we talk about the vision, the vision of Vile Hearts? Hmm. Um, my, my vision has changed a lot. You know, wow. it's, it's been 10 years, so what I wanted to do, for Vile Hearts, and at the in the beginning, it wasn't even named Vile Hearts. Um, at the time, I just wanted to make nice clothes. I wanted to, you know, make a lot of money so I could help out my family. Um, and that's still the goal in 2023, you know what I'm saying? It's still the goal. But um, right now, uh, my vision has changed a lot over the years. Um, I would say right now, my vision for Vile Hearts, uh, I'm really big on inclusivity. So, like... You know, studying the fashion world and, and things like that, it can be very elitist. Yeah. It can be very anti, you know, marginalized groups and stuff like that. So um, I wanted to make my brand because I was inspired by people who are part of marginalized groups to also create a space for them and create a brand for them that helps and represents them. You know what I'm saying? So I'm hiring people uh in in particular black people of all all groups and all denominations That's dope. you know i'm hiring those people i'm using them as models you know what i'm saying i'm putting them on my artwork so um i think that's really my vision is to be able to say that vile hearts didn't shut anybody out you know vile hearts didn't make anybody of a certain group uh feel like you know we weren't for them. You know, um, a big inspiration of mine is Rihanna and Fenty, how they came in in the game fashion-wise and had people of all different types of colors and shapes mm-hmm. in their clothes. And I think that's extremely important because at the end of the day, clothing is art. You know what I'm saying? It's not specific to one type of person. And when you look at it that way, why is there clothes that only fit these kinds of people? Why is there clothes that only these type of people can afford? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So the vision isn't 100% um, 
fully manifested, but that's what I'm working towards, you know? So as the company grows, we're getting, uh, you know, more sizes available and uh, we're trying to have models of all different, you know, denominations and groups modeling our clothes to represent that, hey, this is not just for these type of people, this is for everybody. You know, yeah. so that's 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 my big vision for Vile Hearts. All and inclusion. A, another thing for the ladies out there, because <laughs> me and me and uh, Zay, we were talking. This man is coming out with G strings, Vile Heart G strings. <laughs> Oof. Yes, and they go up to four X. Yes, sir. So three ladies, out uh, three, three X. Okay, three I'm X. sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Four X's. It's only up to three. <laughs> for, now. for now. For now. Okay, so so you, you know, ladies, you know, hey. If you up there in that 3X, you can put that jiggle on that vile heart G-string too, okay? 100%. 100%. You can jiggle, wiggle, wiggle. Make sure you tag vile hearts. Yes. Discrimination. Yes, I love it. Do you have a a hashtag, like, where people could, like, if they're wearing your stuff, they could say hashtag boom, boom? It it would be hashtag vile hearts. Okay. Hashtag vile hearts. Yeah. 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 Sure, sure. Don't forget to do that. If you're going to post... You gotta shout out if you gonna post. Don't forget, y'all. We'll repost y'all. We always show love to the people who show love to us. Hundred percent. Now, let's. I like talking about habits, right? Because habits are those things that you have to. You you have to like those habits are essentially things that you have to become if that makes sense in order to make things work. I'm not sure if I worded that right, but. Who cares? Zave it was close understood. enough. Zave understood <laughs> what I was saying. Yeah, I okay? But um, what habits can a person start doing today that can help them like become a businessman or a businesswoman? Mm-hmm. You know, what, what would you say? Um, I, I got a few important ones. So being a student first, being a student first, at the end of the day, um, a lot of times you don't have somebody just sitting there you know, teaching you the way. And even then you have to be a student because you have to be willing to learn what they're trying to teach you. So being a student is extremely important. Whatever business and whatever field you're in, study it front to back. Study the past, study the present, study what may be going on in the future. A year from now, there's plenty of articles that'll tell you what the trend may be or what's the next hot thing. Study that, you know, Um, that's extremely important. Uh, I know this one is a little bit easier said than done, but you really have to kind of remove your concept of fear. Mm. Like over time, I had to change my concept of fear because fear is probably the number one thing that's going to hold you back. Also, other people's fear. You know what I'm saying? Other people projecting their fears onto your dreams. So you have to learn. also learn how to divert that let that roll off your back. You know, at the end of the day, I think of fear as um, being scared of something that hasn't even happened yet. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, it hasn't happened. What are you What are you afraid of if it hasn't happened yet? You're afraid to fail, but have you failed already? Yeah. If you haven't, and if you fail, you don't. You think you're going to fail again? You don't think second, third, fourth, fifth time's a charm? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? At the end of the day, we I, I see somebody like Virgil, and he didn't get into Louis Vuitton until he was in his 30s, 40s. You know what I'm saying? He's been making clothes since he was a kid. You know what I'm saying? So even Kanye. Like, Kanye had a whole entire rap career, 10-plus years, until he, you know, before he even got into fashion and, and created the Yeezy brand. So you have to 
remove that fear because a lot of times that's going to be that one thing that that you know takes you over the edge and that you you know you'll quit over you know what i'm saying so removing that fear becoming a student um also uh resting as well resting i, I didn't really know how to word that but um Rest is extremely important. I know we come from a culture where you have to hustle so much. And the hustle is important. It's extremely important. But that rest is very important. Being able to unwind, being able to have times alone to yourself, being able to just be yourself. Because when you're a business owner, you get in a certain mode. And, you know, that ain't always needed. You know what I'm saying? You can't always be a businessman. We sitting there at the dinner, dinner table. You yeah. know what I'm saying? You hanging with your family. Like, it's okay to turn that off. You know what I'm saying? The rest is is just as important as the work. Please get into the habit of resting. That's something I'm actually working on. Me too. Yeah, that's, <laughs> I struggle with it. I struggle with it as well. You know what I'm saying? Because, yeah, you know, you can you can do all this work, but once you burnt out, you're not gonna be able to do nothing afterwards. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Especially if you're doing it by yourself. Luckily, I have somebody, you know, to pick up where I slacked off sometimes or I'll pick up where she slacks off. But rest is important. Becoming a student, being open to learning, you know what I'm saying? Being open to learning. Um, and, yeah, that's that's those are good habits to have as uh, somebody who's trying to start a business. Mm -hmm. That makes sense, especially that that resting, your body will catch up to you. Oh, yeah. Oh, you yeah. won't realize it now, but five years later, yeah. it, it's going to... Yeah. If, if you don't toll. stop, your body will. Yeah. Your body will stop you for you. <laughs> you know yeah. what I'm saying? So, yeah, rest is extremely important. Yeah. So with that being said, going into scaling your business and you starting off with your friends, what changes did you have to make once you saw that this was like, hey, this is something. We're getting big here. Mm -hmm. Now I have to implement not just this as being a, not I wouldn't say a hobby, but a side gig. To implement this as being the main gig. Right. Um, so I would say as things started to get bigger, um, I really focused on uh, customer service. It's extremely important, you know, making sure the people that actually support your brand know that they're being appreciated for supporting your brand. You know what I'm saying? Nobody is obligated to support your brand. Nobody's obligated to buy this or repost that, whether they're your family or not. You know what I'm saying? Nobody's obligated to do that. So you also have to show that love and you also have to put good in when good is coming towards you. You know what mm -hmm. I'm saying? You have to keep that that flow. Um, time management, extremely important. Extremely important. I struggle with that still to this day. But, you know, when you have 25, 30 orders don't try to do all 25, 30 right then and there. You know what I'm saying? Do five at a time. You know what mm -hmm. I'm saying? Pace yourself. Um, because now you don't have one or two orders. You got 50 now, you know? And yeah, it was easy to manage at one or two, but it's a whole nother ball game now. You know what I'm saying? Um, what else? Uh, yeah, I, I, I would say those are the two important ones for me. Customer service time management, and again, bring it back to that rest, mm -hmm. you know, because if, if the business is growing, you also have to grow, and with growing comes rest, because growing pains, you also, you, you know what I'm saying, you're getting too tall, you got to sit down somewhere, or, you know, it's growing pain, so yeah. 
Yeah, you know, even even the greats rest. The yeah. greats rest. Yeah. You know, so yeah, those are those are important to to have when your business is growing for sure. That's a huge behind the scenes. Take that in account for sure. For sure. Yeah. Hey, he hit the right one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> got, a couple, got a couple of facts, man. When somebody say some some real trill shit, you gotta say ahead of the fact on it. But um what was I gonna ask you, man? You've been you've been hitting you've been hitting this interview on the yeah, head, boy. Yeah. First yeah, time yeah, on a podcast you. ever. Yeah, my first podcast ever. Yeah, thank man, you, you've been you. knocking out thank for sure. Thank you. So let's talk about let's talk about advertisement because before the show we were talking about advertisement. Um, we were talking about things that work for you. Um, what are what are some advertisements that you have found work best for you? Rather that is social media, rather that is you know, word of mouth, organic side of things, or paid advertisement? What has worked for you? Um, what's worked for me is word of mouth, mm-hmm. 110%. 110%. Um, there's nothing like somebody that you know coming up to you and being like, oh, what you got on? You know, mm-hmm. like, what's that? And you telling them and you showing them the Instagram, you know what I'm saying? You pulling up all the stuff. That is the best form of advertisement, like word of mouth. Word word travels fast, you know yeah. what I'm saying? And, of course, social media and advertisements are important. Um, they do cost a lot, you know. So if you are trying to start out a business, I would I would say go with word of mouth first. Um, try to implement some social media stuff. Um, but that word of mouth, man, like having somebody wear your clothes is like a walking billboard. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> it's like a walking billboard, you know, like – um, you know, Instagram ads and Facebook ads, like those are those are important, but people see it ten thousand ads a day. Yeah. You know, we just scrolling. And you know, if you putting all your time and effort into just that, you'll you'll be wondering why, you know, your photo shoot that you spent thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars on only got a, a few likes. But at the end of the day, these algorithms are not controlled by you or the people that yeah. are watching. They're controlled by a company that has a certain incentive, that has a certain uh, that has a certain motive to to move their viewers over here. So you know, yeah, you can have these advertisements, but you you can control the word of mouth. You can't really control that that the ad the ad money or yeah. the ad dollars, the millions of dollars that are going into how how many people are watching your reel or what or liking your picture. That's yeah farther up than me and me and anybody in this room know you know so we put so much weight and so much uh importance in that but at the end of the day like that word of mouth that word of mouth goes so far word of mouth is free advertisement too Mm -hmm. we in the social media day of age now that jacket that your friend just put on that was your advertisement yeah and you got paid for it yeah 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 yeah. (laughs) so you're not paying to get word of mouth you're not paying for advertisement especially if people that are rocking with the brand are actually doing their part too as well and posting online now that brings more influx Mm -hmm. into the brand because in reality of things like i'm the same way with the word with the word of mouth and understanding like me being a barber I understand that my haircut is going to be the thing that speaks words. It's going to spark the conversation. That walking billboard. Right. Yeah. The walking billboard piece. Rather you are at work, car wash, grocery store, 
trying to get a shorty's number, I may be the help of that. <laughs> wait, wait, what? I didn't know you handled number three. Man, <laughs> hey, I'm not gonna lie to you. This is so crazy. Like within my barber career, I have been the reason for a lot of babies. Ah, a lot of marriages. Ah, and a lot of divorces. Oh, oh, God. Okay. So <laughs> the, the high end, the low, like because the divorce has been uh, since I start getting a haircut from you. <laughs> other honeys have been available. I've heard it all, and I've also heard the the aspect of yo with your gift has inspired me to gain more confidence within myself. Mm, and that's mm -hmm. probably one of the most dopest things, me being a barber. So when, you know, because I always tell people, not everybody can have these type of talks. Yeah. Not everybody can even have conversations. A lot of people, especially in today's age, struggle with word of mouth of business as well as conversations with one another amongst your peers, um, a large audience, or whatever it may be. But... Another thing I want to let people know, like like we said, word of mouth is the free as advertisement. But if you don't train yourself to be a person of mm -hmm. word of mouth, then maybe the paid advertisement is a better route for you. Yes. Because like you said, when we were talking about the algorithm and stuff, now we're at a place where everything has a dollar amount behind it. Where if you do want to become an entrepreneur and maybe your goal is to get people that are not just centralized around your neighborhood, your city, or even your state, maybe paid advertisement does work for you. Yeah. Where even for me, like, I have a large clientele of people when it comes to my business. However, I also know that we also have a slow season or we may have a slow day or we may have a slow period throughout the day where it's like, okay, let me pay for a little bit of advertisement where it's like I may spend $3 a day. Mm -hmm. Whereas telling me as a as a barber or a barber shop that I may be able to get about 150 to 200 people so new to walk through my door or to give a call and see how my services can help them. Mm -hmm. You see what I'm saying? 100%. So when you are in service like yeah it's nice to sit here and do the word of mouth aspect like i said but not all you all can talk to people and we also we have to keep it above we have to keep that real oh, man not everybody can hold conversations not everybody can be sellable that's what a lot of people don't understand i can tell from like you know we boys and stuff but this is our first conversation very in depth very in detail when we're talking about your business and based off of your responses, I could sit here and say that you really put the time in to make your business what it is. Thank you. As well Thank as your girl. I was, you know, 100%. You, yeah. You know, you one don't A. Forget that. One A. We're <laughs> not, yeah. Yeah, we not forget about yeah. one A. But don't forget. <laughs> but yeah, like we really can sit here and, okay, we can see how proud this person is of what he was once as a thought to what he created and what he is now. Yeah. So I can sit here and say that. So, and that's why I try to tell people, like, when you have a business, you have to be mindful of understanding these things. Are you willing to really risk it all? Are you really, really, are you, are you willing to risk it all? Because what a lot of people don't understand is that 
everything that becomes a positive outcome or a negative outcome is solely up to you. Mm -hmm. Like what you did today. Like we don't know where this interview slash podcast episode is going to take us. Chapter. But chapter. chapter. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I said chapter. (laughs) Chapter about hearts. But yeah. So we don't know where it's going to take you. However, you could utilize this interview like we was talking about when I cut your hair this week. Okay, we can sit here and find moments within the podcast or the interview where this could help your audience. Right. This could help your viewers. This could help your supporters and stuff. And it's like a lot of times with businesses and stuff, a lot of people are they're afraid to be the face of it. Mm-hmm. They'll say and take pictures of something else, food plates, clothing, haircuts, or whatever, but you never see their face. You never see the work that they put in to, to create the brand and stuff. It's always the finished product. But a lot of people, sometimes within business, they want to know the person behind yeah, yeah, the brand. They, they want to they wanna know your story. Mm-hmm. Like, why are you here? Right. What got yeah. you here? And this is why this is important. You and know, why are you bugging me? Why? <laughs> yeah, for real. Yeah, why yeah. are you like, bugging me? Like, what what have you done to to convince me to give you my money? Yeah. You know, like, what does this product mean? Why did you make it? You know, how did how did you come up with this idea? Mm-hmm. And you know, um, I I will say back to your point of not knowing how to talk to people, you have to speak with confidence. That is probably something that I tell. Any person that will ask me for advice, when you're talking about your product or your art, whatever you're selling, you have to speak like it's one of the best things you've ever seen in your life. Yeah. You crack have it, to. Crack in the you 80s. You have to. Yeah. Like, a lot of people won't buy something from you because you you didn't convince them to buy it. Like, yeah. why, why should I give you my money? Or why should I put this time in or buy this class or go and get this haircut from you? Like, I mean, yeah, it's nice, but, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. If you didn't, if you didn't speak on it with confidence, how am I supposed to be confident enough to give you my money? How yeah. can I trust you? Yeah, yeah. how can I trust yeah. you? And and that's it. Me speaking with confidence has gotten me so many things. Like just being, just removing that 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 fear that doubt. and just speaking. Like okay, this is the most fire thing you ever seen in your life, and I'm going to tell you that whether you believe it or not. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And yeah, if if you're not a talker, <laughs> go go. YouTube. On the, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's 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 a thousand different ways to promote your stuff, but I would say for me to build an organic audience, word of mouth, and yeah. actually being around the people, people seeing your face, people knowing who you are, people knowing your story. That's why this is important. Like I said, you know, that's what gets people to buy your stuff for the rest of their life. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like I have I have customers, shout out to them, that buy something from me every single time I drop some clothes, no matter how much it costs, no matter what time of the month it is, whatever, they buy it because they know me, they know my story, and they've seen me from painting and drawing and uh, sewing clothes in my mom in, in my mom house, in my bedroom, to having my own supply chain, my own supply lines to where I don't have to so a single thing anymore, I can just, I got a factory to do it for me. You know what I'm saying? And people, when they see that story, it makes them want to buy because they believe in you now. Oh, he's actually serious. Like, I want to support his dream. So, yes, get out there, 
talk to people, be confident, be respectful. You know what I'm saying? That's it's extremely important. Yeah. Extremely important. That goes back full circle too, as well, with both of y'all touching on that. You have to be able to articulate yourself. Mm -hmm. And then also with you showing passion into your business, it's gonna naturally give off like you're excited about it. I'm gonna get excited yeah. about it just hearing it because yeah. you're so excited about it. how can I not feel that energy? Mm -hmm. So now if we're talking to somebody and you just ain't really promoting yourself and you're not having that excitement or talking about your passion of your business because you are the brand. I think Chef Hero said that too as well. Like you were saying, the history of the brand is you. You are the brand. Mm -hmm. So you talking in that passionate state will automatically gravitate people towards you. So yeah, yeah that's 100%. a huge thing for this. Man, so you were talking about how you have factories and stuff. Could you talk to us about why you decided to keep your brand online versus having a physical brick-and-mortar store? Um, I think now in this day and age, like, it's, that decision was a lot about practicality. Like, okay. Like, it was, it was practical because, I mean, I can go out there and get a business loan and get a brick-and-mortar and find you know, the right spot. But with a brick and mortar, it's so much more to that than people think like your location, uh, the, the income that the people in that neighborhood make, like are your clothes or is your product too expensive for the people wow. that even live there to, to buy, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like they, if they can't afford it, you're not going to have anybody come in there. Um, word of mouth, like, you're going to have to go out there, put flyers up. You know what I'm saying? You're going to have to go out there, put the advertisement up. You're going to have to go out there to the other local businesses and say, hey, you know, can, you know, you could direct your customers over here. Like I'm over here selling this. That That's a that's a lot of work. Um, and it, it's, it's still a lot of work with the website because it's not that personal face-to-face. -face. So now you have to make your website uh, a certain way. And my, my girlfriend specializes in this, but um, it it's down to the color of the buttons. Like, can somebody with uh like a a vision impairment see the the button? You know, yeah. it's down to that. So it was def it's definitely a choice thing. I mean, you're you're honestly free to do either one, but uh, I will write out that pros and cons list. <laughs> Say what you want to deal with and what you don't want to deal with, and make that decision. And um, with that pros and cons list, I was like, a website is the best way. Especially with, uh, because my demographic is people my age. We don't really, we don't really go out and shop at the yeah. malls. I mean, we do like when it's an emergency, but you know, most of us are shopping online, like I do. You yeah. know, and it just made more sense. You know, it just it was more practical to just have a website, and it's also uh, cheaper. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, you know, you're not paying property taxes. So, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Before we move on, man. What's some advice you can give to the next generation coming up, that young guy or girl that wants to be a fashion designer, that wants to have their brand out there, someone speaking highly of them? Um, what's some what's some game? Uh, well, like I said, when you're talking to people, speak with confidence. You have to speak with confidence. Like, I mean, at the end of the day, yeah, you're an artist or you're whatever, but you're a salesman. You have to sell. 
you know, um, like I say, removing that idea of fear or anxiety. And like I say, it's easier said than done. And it takes years to, to hone into that kind of skill. But you have to be able to overcome that or at least ignore it while you're doing your business. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Um, start off small. Uh, start off small just because you see everybody else with the with the thousands and thousands of bags worth of orders they did exactly what I'm doing to get there yeah. you know what I'm saying you can't you can't skip steps like you can't cut corners practice you know? yeah and if you do cut corners we will be able to tell you know you can tell the people who actually was out there every day putting in the work and the people who you know just kind of cut corners and you know, the material wasn't right or the product wasn't done right because you couldn't cost and cut corners. Don't cut any corners. Take your time. Like I said, I may be in this game and get to my goal 30 years from now, but I've, I've accepted that. Mm -hmm. I've accepted that. Like this is my life now. It's your journey. And this is going to be my life. And if it changes, it changes. But I can say at the end of the day, I did what I wanted to do. You know what I'm saying? Um, what else? Uh, don't pay attention to anybody. It, it'll it, it sounds a little conceited, but a lot of times people who have zero idea of what it's like to run a business are going to probably be the first ones to give you an opinion. <laughs> uh, like there's there's going to be a lot of noise. It's going to be a lot of noise. Going to be a lot of experts with yeah. no expertise. Everybody's an expert. Everybody's days. an expert. Like there's going to be even the people that you love. Even the people that you're closest to, they're going to talk to you like they're an expert. But trust me, if they haven't been through it, I mean, yeah, take it. But, I mean, you have to follow your own heart. Not, and, and, you know, not every formula is going to work for your business. You know, like that's another important piece of advice. Find your formula. Find your audience, your niche audience. Uh, at that, you need to sit down and you need to look at your product and you need to say, who am I selling this to? You know yeah. what I'm saying? Who, who, who is going to buy this? Or who am I trying to sell this to? Down to the type of pants that they like, down to their height, their race, their where they live, you know, if they have yeah. one or two dogs, down to that spe specificity. That's the right way to say it. I mean, if it ain't a word, it is <laughs> now. Like it's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. like yeah. specific or specific specific. I, 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 I know what you're saying. It's a though. word. It's a word. I know, I know it is, but I, I always struggle with saying it. But that's the way that I like <laughs> to use that word, and I'm gonna keep using it until I learn how to say it right. Specificity. <laughs> Specificity. Specificity. Yeah, I said the wrong word. He said it. Specificity. We're not getting anything. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, hey y'all hey, got what I was saying. They started saying? Webster off the back of nobody, so it's right, cool. right. We, you know what I'm saying? We, we black, so we make up words. I'm telling we, you, we, we right. make up words. Look, look it up. I, I'm sure oh, his Siri man. was get just you some like, nah, today. <laughs> today. But yeah, you know what I'm saying. Just have it down to those details. Once you figure that out, it's extremely easy to sell, and it's extremely easy to learn. Like once you actually get that that specific group down hang around them you know mm -hmm. what i'm saying go to where they might go yeah learn everything about them and it becomes extremely easy at that point 
Facts. You know what I'm saying? Learn your audience. Have a business plan. <laughs> like, I learned that late. But have a business plan. Like, yeah. if you're ever going to go somewhere and get a loan from a bank, they're going to ask you for a business plan first. Yeah. They're not, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They're going to know they how much you make. look at you. <laughs> yeah, yeah <laughs> like, you know, you don't even sign a paper until they see your business plan. Pay people and pay people to do it. Pay, pay somebody to do it. I mean, it paid a cost to be the boss. And yeah, you can do, you can try to do everything, but, you know, all the legal stuff and all that, like, Pay somebody to do that if you don't know what you're doing. You know yeah. what I'm saying? At the end of the day, this is your baby, and we working in we in America. You know what I'm saying? You got to have all your paperwork together, or else you're going to regret it later on, whether it's a year from now or 10 years from now. Right. Yeah. Get your business in order. Like You know what I'm saying? Focus on your customer service as well. Focus on speaking to people with empathy. Focus on, you know actually talking to somebody like this is a person that's supporting your business, not the other way around. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like you aren't giving something to somebody like they're, they're purchasing something from you. You know, don't treat them like, you know what I'm saying? They're doing you a favor because yeah. they're not, you know what I'm saying? You're, you're, you're here to serve them. If, if you actually are trying to sell a product, Yeah. you know what I'm saying? So customer service is extremely important. Um, yeah, that's, I gave a lot of gems. Nah, you yeah, I have more, say, but I, hey, I, I, I can keep going on. He about to start a whole podcast <laughs> just to give gems. Like, For real. What For I real. got from, and summing up the last thing you said, be in that mindset. Don't go into the mindset that I'm trying to be an artist. I am you are, an artist. You are an Anything artist. you do, you should be, I am this. Yeah, because you, yeah, you have to speak because then that entunes your mind to believe in, like you said, I'm not giving you my product. You're buying my yeah. product. So therefore, I am a boss because you're buying my product. And I should be confident in saying, hey, here you go. I appreciate it. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. For sure. Man. Man. And that's a, you know, that's the thing. Because like, if for our viewers and listeners, if you're not in the mindset or you're not working in that mindset of what I am, just... You got to put this down. Yeah, you'll that's just the, that's the that's the real shit. Say it again for him. You got to put this down, because <laughs> I, me personally, because I've seen a lot of people fail at entrepreneurship, and it wasn't because they kept trying and they kept trying. They didn't believe that th what they were. They weren't thinking the I am. They just were in the motion. In the motion. I got my LLC and I'm in the motion. Hey, just come get this for me. Like, there's no type of work. So if you're not of the I am mindset or you're not working of the I am mindset, you got to try to do something else. And it's okay if you are willing to do the nine to five or try to step into a career that presents a salary opportunity. But the entrepreneurship aspect, like, it just may not be you. And sometimes... We have to understand, put ourselves in position of things that are us and not things that we see other people in. Mm. All right. So, so we got to, <laughs> yeah. Mm. I had to just make that clear because sometimes like everybody wants to be an entrepreneur, but don't want to put the work in. It's not for everybody. And it's not for everybody. You know, this is like a video game rated M for mature. Okay. <laughs> not everybody can go into Target and Walmart and buy a rated M game. You got to have your license. Hopefully yeah. it's not a fake one. <laughs> <laughs> but let's move on to this, man. We have this game where we ask you man, questions. Man. 
We also can, um, you know, give our answers as well. We want your thoughts. Yes. My first question is... Oh, we, you, you, got, you didn't even announce the name of the game. Say the name. You got yeah. I didn't put Un- it. I didn't put it in the in the notes. Unorthodox so. questions. Unorthodox questions. So this yeah. is the moment when we go to unorthodox questions. Hey. First question for you, and I know you got a woman, so let's put you in the moment before you got the woman, right? Okay. I'm <laughs> glad you said she, that. She's listening, <laughs> by the way. Yeah. She's gonna be listening. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I ain't trying to get him in trouble. <laughs> nah, nah, yeah. I ain't trying to get him in trouble. <laughs> but. If you're meeting her today, like today's time, mm-hmm. what are five words you would use to get her? Oof. Mm. Dang. I got my answer, but I ain't. <laughs> I, I, was just, talk I was just talking to the homie about this because um, I like to be like what I call Phil Jackson when it comes to, mm. you know, making sure my friends get the girl. Um, you running a triangle on a it? For your homies, running the I mean, truck. Yeah, I, I give advice here, correspondence here and there. You know, I'm like the guy up there in the, you know, when the NFL game going on. You got the earpiece in. Talk to the coach, you know <laughs> what I'm saying? Um, your words are extremely important because women do pay attention to what you say. Um, so, like, if you are asking a girl, uh, I would like to go on a date with you. Say, I would love to. <laughs> mm. I would love to. I would love to go on a date with you. That just shows that you really, you know what I'm saying? I, <laughs> I would love to go on a date with you. Now, I would like. Boys say like. Hold you know on, what I'm saying? Using too many words. What you mean? We said five words. Oh, so, so okay. So, <laughs> so um, let me see. Because that's a, that's a it hard It makes question. it tougher, yeah. yeah. Um, hmm. Damn. I'm trying to think. Love instead of like. That's one. Uh, five words. I, would, I, I was say? more so saying like a sentence. Like so this, oh, he's sentence. saying basically, oh, if you if you was coming into, let's just say, uh, we at the mall or something, mm-hmm. and you see a chick, what would you say in five words to approach her to get her attention to want to talk to you? Mm. I'm gonna go. I'm, I'm very basic with it, with it, because everything else is my game. Uh. I walk up to her, you know what I'm saying? How you doing? I I, I might not compliment her 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 appearance. <laughs> hey, but, uh, yeah, that's what I'm trying to think. Cause like that's a little limited. You want my response? Yeah, 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 go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. for you. Yeah. Okay, so I I created this question, but I had I had time to think about it. Mm-hmm. You know, I was doing my one two. You know. <laughs> so in today's time, uh-huh. if I'm trying to get a girl, you know. Got to put my glasses down. <laughs> oh, my you God. Know, if I'm talking to you, right? Like your uncle, you know, on the porch looking at them young tenderonies. <laughs> <laughs> Am I donating money today? <laughs> <laughs> Am I donating money today? I was I was thinking, I was thinking like, Damn, what's your cash app? No, that's not enough. Because <laughs> I'm what's like. What's your cash app? Because I'm like, you know, it's a day's game, and I know this ain't all the shorties out here, so I don't want people to think that we generalize and shit. But they say that we got to pay for their time. 100%. Yeah. And I don't, I'm not, like, for me personally, I understand that that concept, but it's not like I'm breaking money off for you. I just understand that in order for me to have your time, that my wallet has to utilize itself. So I get that. 
A hundred percent. And, you know, I hate when people try to act like this is a new thing. Mm-hmm. It's never this been This has new. been around longer than yeah. all three of us. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, men with money pay to get the girl. Yeah. I mean, it ain't nothing different. It's just the words is a little different. It's cash app instead of some cash. Because back, <laughs> back in the day, back in the day day, you could go out there and hunt and go give Shorty a big-ass wild boar. And she your wife tomorrow. Yeah, and wild boar ain't cheap. It's not. Boar ain't cheap. <laughs> it's like why guy use yeah. a lot of, you know lot yeah. of axes. Yeah. What you what you got, man? See, I I ain't a word person. Like I I can talk, but you know, I'm, lake, I'm lake, the old school. Just lick your lips. I like shit? nah. Uh, I, I like I like the whole mental aspect. So like if we there, you know, I do the old school. I might bumping you. You know, uh, get you the catching. Like he the like, show? no, not even. But you know, if we talking and we walking, and she out. walking past, you know, I might. Oh my bad, I didn't really see you there. Now we got that connection. Oh, hell you man. know what I mean? Now we circle around the block again. I see you looking at me. Now this that that opens up the door. Right. <laughs> Listen, it works though. Because you it works. Because you work out and shit, right? You a strong diesel type. Yeah, girl. it works. So you may hurt her trying to do a little shoulder. <laughs> <laughs> oh my bad. I'm on the ground like police. <laughs> nah, you know it ain't it ain't it ain't a bump bump. You know it's one of those like a nudge. It, it, it's a little. We might rub like. Shoulders or something like that. I ain't trying to bump you off course, but it's oh. enough to get your attention and where you notice me. Like there ain't no way you ain't noticing me. Because I'm trying to. I'm if trying I to, make contact, with I'm you. trying to think about this right now. Because we could be we are we at Easter right now, right? You spot like some girl. We're on the whole right side of the lane, and now we drifting over, drifting over. <laughs> <laughs> like what the hell is we doing? Hey, just just roll with me. Hey. <laughs> You got to make it believable, bro. Oh, you got to make it believable, man. And then, like, it's it's a whole... I'm telling you, it works, though. Okay, it works. so hold because on. Because I, so I bump into her. Bump. So now we we make that eye contact. Mm-hmm. It's automatically that impression. You know what I mean? Now we that circle back around. Me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he just, just knocked it to like, my phone on the floor. <laughs> phone on the but, floor. But, listen, now you got that. If the phone fall, now you got to pick up her phone for you. For her. So you now, pay, now, so, so if, now the screen, you, if the screen crack, you paying for Apple Care? Dang, bro, we ain't even going and put some money. If my 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 uh, scenario, yes, I would have to obviously, because that just gets me in even more. I got now. You got to come to me with the store. We'll go get it taken care of right now. You know that creates the open door. Like I ain't trying to hit this phone, bro. You, you got to be smart about it, bro. <laughs> you can't just be walking up to any girl that's all over the phone and like you gotta you gotta pick and choose. It's like walking up to a girl with all her friends and you the only dude <laughs> and you ain't got no friends with you and you trying to get her number and now you got to deal with all these. Other I girls. will. I, I will say though, for it's a hard question to ask because. It depends on your setting. Yeah, it's a lot. And it depends on the woman. Like, I don't, I'm not going to say the same thing to every every woman. woman, I might say something similar, but like, it all depends. Like, if if I see a girl with a sense of style, my first compliment might be her sense of style. I try not to compliment on the way somebody looks at first because that leads with, I'm just seeing. You know what I'm saying? What you look like, but seeing that ass. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? I mean, even if I do see it, you know, I ain't gonna say nothing about it until we get comfortable to where I can speak on it like that. But 
I mean, it's different for every. Yeah. It's different Plus, for you got a secret weapon now, bro. You got a kid, bro. Mm. Them kids is secret. My my son will dance in the middle of the room, get all the girls' attention. And mm. I, oh, yeah, that's my kid. <laughs> like, I ain't even got to say shit no more now. Everybody grabbing, oh, how old is he? Oh, snap. How long? Yeah, I, I've been his dad for like since he was born. <laughs> <laughs> man, moving on, man. Who's on your list of. Uh, <clears throat> of top top five rappers. Mm. Uh, so you want my favorite rappers or who I consider the best? Because it's two different lists for me. Let's go with favorite. Let's go. My favorite Make it more rappers. personable. Um, no particular order, and it does change depending on how I'm feeling. Because I don't know, you know, it's too many rappers for just for just five. Uh, three stacks for one. Mm. Good one. Um, I'm gonna say Chief Keef. Um, let me see. I gotta fit a lot of people in there. Uh, Hove, Yay, that last one. Um, uh, DMX. Mm. You pick some like. What's going on with my dogs? Rappers. All those <laughs> rappers didn't really fit in no. Yeah, my my pops is, category. My pops is old school, so I ain't listen. I wasn't listening to Gucci for real. Unless yeah. my sister played, I was listening to. Scarface, Tupac, Andre. That's what my that's what I was raised on. Oh, my pops from the my pops born in seventy. Yeah. So you know he saw rap become what it is. So that that's what I grew up on. So that ended up being all my favorite rappers. Yeah, that's dope. I got a question for you. If you was on an island, what one item would you bring to keep you occupied? I ask this to a lot of people. Uh. Hmm. My iPad. You my iPad. I mean, it won't be any, you know, internet connection, of course, but um, I can draw on my iPad. If I got my iPad, if I got my pen attached to my pad and I can just draw, yeah. <laughs> you know what but I'm saying? Like, does the island have yeah. electricity? Ah, uh, no you're right, you're right, you're right. It will die. You can out bring it all you want, um, <laughs> but... You got a good three hours. That's a tough one. The one thing I'm bringing with me, um, a machete. If if I can't do the iPad, a machete for one, you cut down trees, you can kill an animal. You know what I'm saying? You can make your own sword, spear, or whatever with a machete. You do a lot with a knife, and you're going to okay. need a knife if you're out on the island. Okay. You know what I'm saying? So you're you going to need a survivor route. Yeah, survive. yeah. you're going to need a machete. Yeah. Or you're going to need something to cut the trees down. You're going to need something to move shit out your way. So, yeah, yeah, a machete. That makes sense. Your significant other turns into a frog. <laughs> Are you carrying on your relationship? I got this because, you know, from Disney film, <laughs> Princess and the Frog. But... You know, women be having a spotlight too much when it's like they always the best looking thing and it's the ugly dude that approach. So Or the dude's always the frog. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah That's yeah, the ugly yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so um Yeah. Um She's nah, watching. You, I'm gonna give my uh PC answer. Uh I wouldn't stop loving my girl once she becomes a frog. Like I would still love her. That's still my that's still her. Yeah. Um <laughs> dating a frog on the other hand, I mean, you know, 
Nah, I don't. I, don't, <laughs> I mean, like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That, that don't mean that we can't hang out. You know, I can't hang out with her. So you're friends on her. You're friends on your girl. He gonna have a box in the corner with her. <laughs> he gonna have all the utensils you know, she you needs. Know, a little rock. Look, she'll, she'll <laughs> a little have, pond. She'll have the flyest pond on the planet. You know what I'm saying? She'll have all all different types of bugs, whatever. A nice big pond, size of a pool. Whatever, but I'm a but you know I'm a, you could like you and you could I have to do what I gotta do you know what I'm saying <laughs> you could put vile hearts on her back yeah you know what I'm saying she could have all of she could have all of that Brandon Bachelor little, little frog jacket you the know first what I mean? the first like, frog influencer but hey, you know what I'm saying that's like that old school frog with the top hat yeah I mean I like to, I like to ask I like to ask whenever I get that question would you love me. Mm. Still, would you be with me still if I was a frog? Because all you hearing is ribbit, ribbit. I don't know what like, you're saying. What we gonna do? <laughs> like, well, I'm gonna kiss a frog. Like, I don't, you know what I'm saying? Frogs probably have a certain smell to them. You know what I'm saying? They animals at the end yeah, of the day. You so. gotta clean that cage. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'll do all that for you know what I'm saying, but you say she's just a friend. You gonna put her yeah. in another room? Yeah. If you bring a shorty over, you know you got. Give her yeah, a yeah, I ain't gonna. Have, yeah, make sure you got you got her lamp light on. <laughs> gotta get the lamp light. Gotta make sure she's she gonna be one of the well, like one of the most wealthiest frogs on the planet. I'm gonna leave some money for you know. what I'm saying she got a caretaker, or whatever. But she gonna die before. I'm gonna have to like five years. I'm gonna have to keep it moving. <laughs> Denzel Washington or Morgan Freeman? Uh, Denzel. Denzel, I will say, Morgan. No disrespect to Morgan, he's him. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, so many movies wouldn't exist without Morgan. But I think I wouldn't call Morgan Morgan Freeman one sided um, acting acting wise. But for Denzel to do John Q, Glory, Philadelphia, Training Day, that's yeah. like five different people right there. You know what I'm saying? And like we still know Denzel as who he is as a person outside of acting. And that's that diversity right there. That's what's going to put you as one of the goats. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Good, that is good. true because Morgan Freeman been a old man. For yeah, a while. he started out late though. He did yeah. start out late. He yeah. was, I, I saw him, he was a 70s DJ <laughs> with his little hat on. Like, I mean, shit, yeah. I, I've never, I mean, I can't say I've seen him age for real. Yeah, I don't, I don't, you know. You've been the same age since yeah. we've been alive. Yeah, right. I was just thinking about that the other day too. I'm like, damn, how old is he? <laughs> hey, he a vampire for real. If it was anybody in the world that I thought was a vampire, it'd be Morgan Freeman. Yeah, I mean, it, it we we thought that about what's that lady name? Uh, Betty White. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's true. Yeah, we I thought that about her. But hey, look, knock on wood, man. Morgan, he gonna be here. For as long as he want to be here, <laughs> for real. <laughs> yeah. You um, you watch martial arts, martial arts. Uh, I watch UFC here and there. I was a big Bruce Lee fan when I was younger. Okay. So, so Bruce Lee or Jet Lee? Oh, Bruce, hundred percent. Why? Um, the world of martial arts, and this is what they all say wouldn't be what it is today in America without Bruce Lee. Like he yeah. was, he was the first one, you know what I'm saying? Like he, and, and also like 
the difficulties that he had being the first one as well. Mm -hmm. Like mm -hmm. him, you know, having a wife that wasn't the same race as him. Like I, I watched the documentary on that. You know, he went through a lot with that. You know, also just people not taking him serious because he was so small. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Um, you know, martial arts movies still being popular at that time, but he brung it to a whole nother level. You know, yeah. what he trailblazed, like what he taught outside of martial arts about, you know, being a, a solid human being and being like, like he, like we always used to, like we always quote, you know, being like water. You know, I take, I take that, you know, with me all the time is just being somebody uh, who was just more than a martial artist, like more than just a movie star. Like he was more than that, you know. You have a um, who's on your Mount Rushmore of NBA? Mm. Okay. It's a good question. LeBron. LeBron is going to be on there no matter what. Mm -hmm. um, now, if I, I'm not going to say Jordan, y'all, and that's only because I'm I'm 24. I did I wasn't there to see it. I'm saying. not going to say that Jordan wasn't who he was, but I, I witnessed LeBron. I'm from Cleveland. I was there. You know what I'm saying? So LeBron is on my number one, is going to be there. Um, and what, my, my ropes more? Four people? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Four? So I think it's five, yeah. Uh, okay. Kobe, of course. Um, AI. And AI just specifically for... Uh, he changed the way NBA players looked. He changed a lot more than just basketball. Like, I really give a lot of credit to people who transcend beyond what they're known for. You know what I'm saying? Um, Steph Curry... Of course, just because he's changed the the game of modern day basketball, mm -hmm. he changed the game. Uh, what am I at? Four people now. Mm -hmm. Five. Um. Hmm. That's a hard one. Um. I mean, I, I mean, I, I could put MJ on there. I mean, even though I wasn't there, his impact is still impacting. So it's his you know legacy. us today, yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's still impacting us today, but that's my Mount Rushmore just for not only amazing players, but amazing athletes, amazing people. Just amazing, you know what I'm saying? Just mm -hmm. made waves in the game. That makes sense. Definitely makes sense for sure. So, I we should have said this. <clears throat> we should have said this earlier, but I want you to um, grab. Some of your stuff, as you all see from the visual guys. Yeah. Vile Hearts, Xavier has brought some of his product here on the um on the podcast. And like I said, I do apologize for not showcasing this earlier. But um here's a time I show this earlier in the when I edit all this stuff. But I want you to <laughs> grab your stuff, oh, man. Okay. You know, you got the heavenly touch over there. Ooh, I ain't even see the back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's sweet. Man. All right. So, uh oh. This right here is. Steph, like, Steph, you got that? You got it. It's a good visual for him? Okay, okay. Okay. So, this right here, I would say, is hands down my greatest piece so far. So far. Um, it's 100% embroidered. Hmm. Uh, I drew everything on, on this jacket. 
every yeah. single thing on this jacket. As you can see, um, the inspiration for this jacket was uh, I have a lot of friends who are exotic dancers, you know, and stuff like that. And I think that it's a very taboo thing to talk about and a taboo thing to celebrate. Like we look down on people who do that, who live the nightlife. Mm -hmm. And my big inspiration, I, I get inspiration from them. So I wanted to create a piece where it was like, hmm, if I owned a, a strip club, what would my merch look like? And yeah. that's and that's what I came up with. So I also wanted to celebrate them in a way that just wasn't, you know, what how we usually celebrate Vulgar. them in the club. Yeah, I wanted yeah. to make people realize that, that that's art, what they're doing. That's not easy. Like, yeah. that takes practice, that takes work, that takes dedication. So, like, I wanted to create an art piece about dancers and create an art piece of, you know, what I would what I would have on my merch if I owned one and to to try to bring them into a different light and to try to see people see make people see them as more so artists and athletes rather than strippers strippers you know what I'm saying <laughs> yeah. so yeah. that was my big inspiration and I also wanted to you know shout out um, the Midwest because we don't really get a lot of credit and yeah. I thought it was just the coolest thing ever to have people from all over the world with Midwest misfit on their body you know what I'm saying yeah and um, Heartbreak Hotel, that's the name of, that was the imaginary name of the club. It kind of went with the Vile Hearts aesthetic. And I got it, uh, uh, I, it was inspired by one of the greatest men to ever come out of the Midwest, Michael Jackson himself. Man. He has a song called Heartbreak Hotel. Yeah. So I kind of wanted to tie all of that into this jacket. And this is probably my greatest piece so it's, far. It's nice. Thank you. And thank it's you. nice and like you saying, um, it's not vulgar in a way where... If I was out and I saw this, it would capture my attention, mm -hmm. but not in like, oh, shit, look at the girl with the right, titties. Right, right, right. <laughs> like, you know right. what I mean? Like, know, like I, I just wanted to celebrate them in a way that wasn't just, you know, celebrating their bodies, but also putting them on a piece of art. You know yeah. what I'm saying? You change people's minds when you put it on some art, when yeah. you put art in front of it. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, this is sold out, though. I will say that. Sorry about that, y'all that missed out on it. Um, this won't be my last jacket, though. So, coming soon. Man, man. What's, what's, what's the next one? Yeah, I gotta put that on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you could just talk. Um, so, this piece right here, this is one of my newer pieces. It will be coming out um, towards the end of the month of April, beginning of next month. I'm still trying to de determine that. But this is uh, your classic rugby shirt, but just with a little twist. So what I like to do is sometimes when I don't have a super intricate design or super intricate silhouette, I like to add something onto it. Now, you can buy rugby anywhere. Mm -hmm. But I wanted to incorporate my logos in it without it being um, so simple, like just having the embroidery on the front. Yeah. So I like to, I wanted to add it, add it to the print. And, you know, I, I just think it's a really cool, real unique piece. Like yeah. it is coming out soon. It's 100% French terry cotton. So it is very soft. It's very light. So it's going to be breathable for the, for the summertime because I know it's about to get hot. But you can definitely sport this at any time of the year. 
A hundred percent. Ninety degree yeah. weather. Yeah. Oh yeah. Ninety degree yeah, weather. Yeah, oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Man, gonna be out there in those long sleeves real, like that. Real. That's dope though. And we're gonna get some B-roll of this so they can see like a real detailed video yeah. of your product. And um this product right here, this piece right here, this is a piece I've been holding on to for the past couple of years now, just because uh, with the pandemic and everything, like at the time I created it during that time, but when the pandemic hit, everything shut down and I mm -hmm. kinda, you know, left it in the on the back burner. But this piece right here is again, same thing with the rugby. It's simple. It's a simple piece, but I wanted to add a lot of detail and quality to it to make up for that simple silhouette. Um, it has the vowel hearts on the side that is full, 100% embroidery, so you don't have to worry about it fading. You won't have to worry about it cracking. Yeah. I enjoy longevity with my clothing. Yeah. So it's on both sides, and the, the velvet on there is on the thicker side. They do fit a little bit baggy, so, you know, it's it's free-moving. They're not uh, cropped at the bottom because I kind of like that classic mm -hmm. 2000s look to my clothes. Yeah. And um, this, is a, this is a really important piece to me because I love the fact that I'm able to now drop stuff that I wasn't able to drop at one point in time. It's, very, it's a very redeeming feeling. Yeah. to be able to have these available these will also be dropping april 14th as long with as as well with my hats uh we are coming out with new colors so be prepared you guys i'm gonna be dropping a lot of stuff this year things uh <laughs> you you'll be seeing vile heart somewhere yeah. for sure one thing i would like to add too as well what i've noticed is the uh quality like this is especially coming from the independent brand and entrepreneurship the quality of your work is definitely top notch thank you thank you like, thank you yeah yeah i really pride myself on uh on quality because at the end of the day like longevity is very important to me when it comes to an artist I become when it comes to being an artist um you know your art has to last long and your legacy has to last long you know i want people to be able to still wear my pieces if I'm gone one day, you know, yeah. or if I never make this piece, they're able to hold this piece for years. And, you know, say if it's worth $10,000, you know, 10 years from now, yeah. it's still in good condition. Mm -hmm. You know, quality is extremely important. So, like I said, whenever I have something simple, you're going to get a lot of quality with it. And even with my intricate designs as well, you're going to get a lot of quality. I really pride myself on that. That's dope. Yeah, yeah. Man, so we about to close the show down. We appreciate you, Zave, for, for you, coming Brian. out. Definitely. Breaking bread with us, having a dope conversation with us. Could you all, I mean, could you tell them where they could find you at again? Uh, you can find us on Instagram at Valhearts. That's V-I-L-E-H-E-A-T-R-S. No underscores, no spaces. Um, you can also find us on Twitter at Vile Hearts, same thing, and TikTok, same thing. You can also find our website that you can subscribe on right now to get all the updates once we actually drop in a few weeks at www.vilehearts.com. Y'all heard it. Y'all heard it from the man. Make sure y'all go out there and support him. If you guys enjoyed the show, enjoyed the chapter of Vile Hearts, take the time to subscribe. 
take the time to smash the like button. Yes. Follow us on Apple Podcasts as well as Spotify. And then I think that's it. I think we're good. We out. Good, man. I appreciate you. I <laughs> appreciate you, you, you coming you. through, yeah. bro. Thank you.